0: Night's glory, hallelujah! Praise God with Jesus. Join your hearts. Please help me welcome my rabbi, Dr. Abel Damina.
1: a powerful amen amen lift your right hands to heaven father thank you for this another opportunity we have to fellowship in the world thank you for the opportunity we have to grow to be equipped revelation knowledge is gifted everybody under the sound of my voice i decree that whatever is not planted by god is rooted out bodies and yokes are destroyed your people are built up equipped and edified I decree that by the end of this service, we'll all be the better for it tonight. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says a powerful amen. Amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together as we say these words I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore, today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name. And every believer says that amen like thunder. Are you excited about the word of God this weekend? Well, can we give Jesus the greatest celebration in this building tonight? Glory. Amen. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. You can be seated tonight with your sweet, smart self. Glory to God. I want to first of all begin by acknowledging and appreciating the set man over this house and the first lady over this particular assembly. We honor you, Pastor Annie and your wife. Thank you for what you do for the kingdom. Thank you for your heart for Christ. Thank you for your labor in the world and labor over God's people. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to see what God has brought you to do here in Port Harcourt. We're really excited. Port Harcourt, you guys are blessed to have this man sent to you. Your lives can never be the same again. If you believe it, let your amen come like thunder. Let's celebrate them again. Thank you. Thank you for having me come. Thank you for inviting me. I want to also acknowledge all the all the great men of God that are here and all the great women of God that have come to be part of the conference. All of our fellowship, uh, Doctor Ima, Pastor Ahis, you know, Pastor Uko, Pastor Pastor Aimba, eh- you know, Pastor God's Power, Pastor, you know, all of them, and even the Power City brethren here in port harcourt pastor frank and his wife we honor all of you thank you for taking the time to come and just share fellowship in the light of god's word can i have a powerful amen Amen. all right let's get in the word of god you know many of us do not know where the new testament is if you ask someone where is the new testament they will tell you Matthew Mark Luke and John the new testament they will say Romans so we will explore tonight studies in the new testament because if we are dealing with making full proof of your ministry you have no ministry if you do not have a message The message defines the ministry. Once again, you do not have a ministry to make foolproof of if you do not have a message. A man who says he's a messenger without a message is just taking a walk or he's strolling. Because the definition of a messenger is the message he is carrying. So, you have no ministry if you do not have a message. And so tonight we want to look at the message. And in order for us to understand the message, we must understand the document that carries the message. Because without an understanding of the document, you cannot understand the content. It is the document that defines the content that brings out the message that defines the ministry. So, we want to look at the New Testament. In the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse number 16, Brother Paul says to Timothy, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, the word all scripture is a Greek word pasagraphy, it means all writings are given by inspiration the word inspiration means the breath the breath of god which means that god didn't write the scriptures but god inspired people to write because if god wrote it will not be called inspiration you don't inspire yourself you inspire someone else so when the scripture says all scripture is given by inspiration it means God inspired people, inspired a third party to write on His behalf, given by inspiration of God, and is profitable. The word "profitable" is the word "ophilimos" in the Greek. It means it is useful or advantageous. The Scriptures are useful or advantageous. Now useful or advantageous draws the borderline the boundary of the profitability of the scriptures which means outside of this boundary the scriptures cannot profit you the scriptures can only profit you within this boundary they are profitable number one for doctrine The word doctrine is the Greek word didaskalia. It means teaching or explanation. That the scriptures will only be useful to you when they are taught and when they are explained. Which means you do not profit from scripture by memorization. You only profit by teaching and explanation. Now when the scriptures are taught... When the scriptures are explained, they will deliver another prophet. It is called reproof. The word reproof is not English. The word reproof is Bible language. Because you see, the Bible is not an English book. The Bible has its own language. For example, when you read the Bible, you will see a scripture say something like, Love not the world neither the things that are in the world. He that loveth the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Love not the world. Then the same Bible says, For God so loved the world. So God says, You shouldn't love the world, but he himself is loving the world. Then you read the Bible again, the Bible says, Friendship with the world is enmity with god for a friend of the world is an enemy of god then you read the same bible the bible says go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature now you say i shouldn't be their friend how will i preach to people that i'm not their friend so it seems like there's a contradiction god is saying don't love the world But God is loving the world. God is saying don't make friendship with the world. But God is saying go and preach to the world. Now in order for you to understand. That the Bible is not an English material. Is why I brought those four scriptures. Because those four scriptures don't have a contradiction. The contradiction only exists in the mind of a man. That doesn't understand. Again, remember, the Bible was originally written in Hebrew and Greek. The Old Testament Hebrew language, the New Testament Greek language. Now, when the Bible was written in Greek and Hebrew, English language was not in existence. Because English language is just about a thousand years old. So, because English was not in existence, all we had was the Greek and the Hebrew but over the years English came into existence but remember that English language is growing every day so which means when the bible was translated from the greek and hebrew to english there was not enough verbiage in english to convey the message properly so that is why when we teach we now go to hebrew and greek to be able to translate the Bible in today's English understanding so you have the full import of what it is saying. So, when the Bible says world, the word world has two different words in the Greek. The word world, the first word world is the word cosmos. Cosmos is where people stay, the world, the cosmos then another word for world in the greek is the word aeons aeons is the way of thinking the way of thinking so you have cosmos you have aeons cosmos the cosmopolitan aeons a way of thinking so when the bible now says love not the world he is saying love not the aeons love not their way of thinking When he says, for God so loved the world, he is saying, God loves the cosmos where human beings are. When he says, friendship with the world is enmity with God, it is friendship with their way of thinking. Then when he says, go into the world and preach the gospel, he is saying, go into the cosmos and preach the gospel so again the bible is not an english material it has its own language and if you don't understand the language of the bible you cannot interpret the scriptures and if you cannot interpret the scriptures the truth of the scriptures is lost because the truth of the scriptures can only be communicated when the scriptures are properly interpreted which means therefore If you're going to do ministry, you must understand the language of the book to be able to interpret the book well, to bring out the message of the scriptures. If I'm communicating, can I have a good amen? Amen. Now, so it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Number one, for doctrine. Teaching or explanation that will produce reproof. The word reproof means evidence. That when scriptures are taught, when scriptures are explained, they will produce evidence, which means that the scriptures carry a message of persuasion, the scriptures carry a message of conviction, a message of faith, a message that gives you evidence. Now, please pay attention. Number one, teaching or explanation that will produce number two, evidence. Then, when you have the evidence of Scripture, it will produce the third profit, correction. Correction. All right, correction. Correction means on learning to relearn on learning so you can relearn and the reason is because if you do not put yourself in a position to unlearn so you can relearn you can never learn and you can never grow so number one it is profitable for teaching and explanation that will produce persuasion conviction that will produce correction Now, when you are corrected to think in line with the Scriptures, it will produce the next prophet, which is instruction in righteousness. The word "pedia" in the Greek it means spiritual growth, which means there can be no spiritual growth until there is teaching and explanation that will produce evidence and persuasion that will produce correction and adjustment that will result in spiritual growth. If I'm communicating, can I have a good amen? amen? So Paul says to Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and the prophet it delivers will come by teaching and explanation that will produce persuasion and conviction that will bring correction and result in spiritual growth. Can I have a powerful amen? Now, in your Bible, in the middle of your Bible, there is a page where they wrote New Testament. That page is not inspired of God. That page where they wrote new testament and they put matthew after is not inspired of god that particular page was put there by translators if you go to the original manuscript of the bible that page does not exist are you following because the new testament did not begin in matthew the New Testament did not begin in Matthew. Somebody say, how can you say that the New Testament does not begin in Matthew when my Bible puts New Testament? Well, listen to this. The Bible is the word of God in the sense that God inspired the writing the Bible is the word of God in the sense that God inspired the writing but all the actions in the Bible are not inspired of God you didn't hear so let me repeat The Bible is the word of God In the sense that God inspired the writings But God did not inspire all the actions in the Bible Are you following me? Which means therefore That outside of the inspiration of the writing The Bible is not the word of God But the Bible contains the word of God Because the word of God is not paper and ink The word of God is not paper and ink So John will say In the beginning was the word And the word was with God and the word was God. The word was not paper and ink. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, not by it. All things were made by him the word, not by it paper and ink. Then he came to verse 14 of John chapter 1 and said, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, as the glory of the begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, and of his fullness, have we all received grace and for grace. So the word of God is not paper and ink. The word of God is a living person. The word of God is a person. His name is Jesus. If you understand that, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says the word of god is quick and powerful sharper than any two-edged sword revelation chapter 19 verse 13 says he had a vesture on him called the word of god so the word of god is a person the word of god is a person now look at me everybody God is not responsible for every statement in the Bible. God is not responsible for every statement in the Bible. But God is responsible for making people write it. God is not responsible for every statement in the Bible. But God is responsible for making people document it For example, In Genesis chapter 3, There is a statement there. If you believe the statement, When I say it, shout Amen. If you don't believe the statement, When I say it, keep quiet. There is a statement in Genesis chapter 3. If you believe the statement, shout Amen. If you don't believe it, keep quiet. Now, I will make the statement. Is everybody in the house? Thou shall not surely die. You don't like that statement? Let me say it again. Remember? Remember? If you believe it, shout amen. If you don't believe it, keep quiet. We have one amen. Thou shall not surely die. Okay, we have more amens. If you believe it, say amen. If you don't believe it, keep quiet. It's in Genesis chapter 3. Thou shall not surely die. Uh-uh. The amens are increasing, Pastor Ali. For the last time, in Genesis chapter 3, there is a statement. If you believe it, shout amen and wave your hand. If you don't believe it, keep quiet. Thou shall not surely die. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Who made the statement? Huh? 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 Satan. Satan. So, why did you say amen to Satan's statement? Why? So, you believe Satan? On what occasion did Satan make that statement? Huh? I'm not telling you. In deception. So, you're saying amen to deception. Number one, to deception. Then number two, Satan said it to contradict what God said. God said, the day you eat you shall surely die Satan say you shall not surely die whose report do you believe so if God say you shall surely die it means if you eat it you shall surely die but Satan said no eat it you will not die and Adam and Eve ate and what happened they die. but you see if you believe that everything in the Bible is from God That is why you will say amen to what Satan said. Which means God is not responsible for everything that is written in the Bible. But God inspired people to write it. If I'm teaching good, say I hear you. Which means that if God is not responsible for everything that is said in the Bible, it means that the Bible, therefore, must be carefully studied. So we will know what God said and what Satan said. Remember, Satan spoke in the Bible. Liars spoke in the Bible. Murderers spoke in in the bible animals spoke in the bible wicked people spoke in the bible prophets of god spoke in the bible native doctors spoke in the bible so the bible is a combination of speakings therefore you must know which one is god which one is satan which one is from liars Which one is from animals? I'm teaching good tonight. You must know the difference. The fact that it's in the Bible doesn't mean it is God. The fact that you read it in black and white doesn't mean it is God. I went somewhere, I was teaching on the character of God and somebody said to me, but Dr. Damina, how can you say that God does not kill? How can you say that God never killed? I said, because it is not in the character of God to kill. God is not the killer. God is the giver of life. then the person said to me but the bible says god kill it and make it alive i say yes god kill it and make it alive but in what context in what talk to me church in what in what context did they say god kills and make alive it was in the book of samuel we are Samuel, who is a prophet, was prophesying about God's plan of salvation. God killed his son and maketh his son alive. You didn't hear what I just said. God does not kill people, he killed his son and maketh his son alive. I know I'm, t- I'm preaching good tonight. Second Samuel chapter six. Put it up for me so we can read it together. Second Samuel, I think chapter six, or oh, is it chapter two? I'm trying to find it. Chapter two, verse six. Second Samuel chapter two, verse six. I want us to see it very clearly because I'm dealing with fundamentals tonight. Second Samuel chapter two, verse six. Is it chapter two, verse six? Huh? First Samuel chapter two verse number six put it up for me quickly quickly because of time first Samuel 2 6 can we all read together if you can see let's read together everybody want to go and the Lord kill it and make it alive he bring it down where to the grave and what bring it up so you know it's not talking about killing people look at the next verse verse 7 verse 7 verse 7. The Lord, can we go one to go? The Lord make it poor and make it rich. He bringeth low and lifteth up. Next verse, verse 8. Verse 8. He raised up the poor out of the dust and lifted up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory For the pillars of the earth are the Lord And he has set the world upon them So this is a prophecy Of the death, burial And resurrection of Jesus That is why It was Jesus That gave up his son to die And it was Jesus That raised him up on the third day So that scripture Is the prophecy of Samuel A prophet About death, burial And resurrection. It is not a statement of God killing people. God doesn't kill anybody. God gives life. Jesus said, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, again to kill, again to kill, and to destroy. But I am come, that you may have and have it so who is the killer the thief who is the thief satan what does god do he gives life now watch jesus the same yesterday today and forever so if jesus didn't kill when he was on earth it means he didn't kill before it means he will never kill forever I don't know if I'm teaching good here tonight. So again, the Bible therefore must be carefully studied. Everything in the Bible is truly stated. But not everything is a statement of truth. Everything in the Bible is truly stated. But not everything is a statement of truth. Pay attention. In 2 Timothy 3.15, Brother Paul said to Timothy, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. Which are able to make the wise unto salvation. (laughs) Look at me everybody. The scriptures are able to make the wise destination unto what? Salvation. That means the entire scriptures have one message what is that message salvation which means the bible is a book of salvation which means the bible is not a book of business it means the bible is not a book of agriculture the scriptures are able to make the wise on to salvation full stop a message of salvation brother paul says from a child you have known the word known is the word euda. it means you have you have become acquainted with the holy scriptures herios grammar which are able the word dunamo where you have dunamis inherent ability to make thee wise the word sophizo taken from the word sophia skillful a word used for smart people the scriptures are able to make you smart. On to salvation. What is salvation? Faith in Christ. What is salvation? Faith in Christ. At what point is a man saved? The moment the man has faith. In the redemptive work of Christ. Salvation. Through faith. Which is. In Christ Jesus. I'm teaching good tonight. Now, please follow me very carefully. So, in understanding the scriptures, it's important for you to know that the whole Bible technically is not called the scriptures. So, question. Where is the scriptures? Luke 24, 25. On the way to Emmaus, Jesus met some disciples who were discussing the event of the past three days. Now, look at me. When they were discussing, all of them were saying, We had thought that Jesus was going to restore political power to Israel. So they were following Jesus for political relevance. We had thought that Jesus was going to bring government to israel because israel was under oppression so on their way to Emmaus, discussing jesus met them and he said what are you guys talking about they looked at jesus and said are you a stranger in israel have you not heard about that good guy called jesus who was crucified they were preaching jesus to jesus or didn't know Jesus you can be preaching Jesus but you don't know Jesus you can be in church 35 years but you don't know Jesus age in church is not equivalent to the knowledge of Christ these were disciples these were not sinners disciples of christ he resurrects he walks among them they don't know him instead they are preaching jesus to jesus jesus turned to them and called them fools it's not an insult when he called them fools it was a description of their status of fools Slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. You know why he called them fools? Because they were reading the scriptures and they could not see the message. So you can be carrying that Bible, but you don't know what that Bible is communicating. He called them fools Now Remember Paul told Timothy The scriptures Are able to make you wise Which means If you don't pay attention To the scriptures You remain a fool Because the mission of the scriptures Is to make you wise Unto salvation Through faith Which is where? In Christ Jesus If you are enjoying this Shout a powerful amen Now Slow of heart To believe All that the Prophets have spoken Verse 27 And beginning at Moses Beginning At Moses Pastor Annie We must begin Where Jesus began Jesus did not start teaching from Malachi. He began from Moses. Listen everybody. How many of you, when you went to school, and your teacher gave you a textbook for economics, for geography, for agriculture, or textbook for commerce, you started reading from the middle? Is there anybody like that? where do you start reading from the beginning so you are not a good bible student if you don't start bible study from genesis the bible is one book one book one story one character there are no characters in the bible there is only one character Every other character is pointing to this character. One message, one book, one character. Let me ask all of you a question. If I write you a letter, dear so, 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 and so. Four pages. Do you read from page three? Where do you read from? Page one. If you read page three, Will you understand what I wrote to you? So until you begin Bible study from Genesis, you will never have clear understanding of the message of the scriptures. That's why Jesus, beginning at Moses. At Moses means Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Moses and all the prophets, major prophets, minor prophets, he expounded. The word expounded is the word daimonio. It means interprets. Interprets. Somebody said to me, Man of God, if the Bible is really the word of God, why must you interpret it? Why is it not direct? And I ask the person, when do you think the Bible was written? Even a book that was written in the 19th century, if you read it without interpretation, you won't understand what they are saying. How much more the Bible... There are words used in the Bible that you don't understand in your language today. For example, if I write a book today and I said on my way to Pastor Annie's church in Port Harcourt, it rained cat and dogs. It rained what? Cat and dogs. In 50 years time, if somebody is born then, and he picks my book to read. Maybe by then cat and dogs is no more in use. And he sees on my way to Pastor Annie's church, it rained cat and dogs. In his mind, he will think cat and dogs were falling from the sky until somebody that is here today that will be there at that time will tell him, eh. In our time then, cat and dogs mean heavy rainfall. Now, that expression is a language that requires interpretation. So the Bible has such languages that require interpretation. For example, suffer, suffer, Suffer the little children. Suffer them. To come unto me. Suffer the little children. You are not hearing something here. Suffer the little children. After you suffer them. To come to me. Now if you don't understand suffer. In bible language. You will think punish. But it's not talking punish. It's language. That was understood at that time. So, to understand the Bible, you must sit where they sat and hear what they heard when it was communicated. If you understand, they shout, I hear, I hear. You know, Pastor Annie, I've been... I've been teaching a series back in church on how to love God on his own terms. Two Sundays ago, I was teaching on the word covenant. Covenant. (laughs) The word covenant. God said to Abraham, I will make my covenant with you. The word covenant is not English covenant. In your day, when you say covenant, it means a pledge, a vow, an agreement between two or three people to carry out terms. That's covenant in your day. But covenant in your day is not covenant in Abraham's day. God said to Abraham, I will make my covenant with you. Is a Hebrew word, gal. G-A-A-L. Gal. I will make my gal with you. When the Hebrew translation was translated to Greek, we call it the Septuagint Greek. Okay? In the Septuagint Greek, Greek didn't have a verbage for covenant. That's why in the New Testament you won't see the word covenant. It's not used. Because the New Testament is Greek and the Greeks don't have a verbage to transliterate covenant in Greek. So since they didn't have a verbage for covenant transliteration, They now studied the history of covenant in Abraham's day and looked for a word in Greek that could explain covenant in Hebrew. And the word they came by was the word redemption. Redemption. Christ hath redeemed us. Now, a Bible teacher that does not understand the background I just gave you. When he reads redemption, what he is thinking is a kidnapper who kidnapped somebody and kept and asked for ransom. Then when you pay him ransom, he will now release the kidnapped person. So that is why you hear people ask questions like, where, to whom, Was the price of sin paid to? Because the word redemption implies paying somebody. But the question will be, who was the kidnapper? Who kidnapped man? Sin. What did sin reward man with? Death. So the question will be, did God pay sin? Well, for a man that doesn't have understanding, you can say yes. But for a man that understands the background, nobody was paid. What do you mean, Damina? If your father was alive and he invested in gold and diamonds and kept them in a bank, he kept keeping his treasures in precious stones in a bank. Then he registered them in his name with you as next of kin. When he dies and you go to the bank to collect your father's treasure and you identify yourself as his next of kin when the bank gives you the treasure it is called redemption you redeem your father's property but you didn't pay anybody but it was redemption when God brought Israel out of Egypt he didn't pay anybody but it was redemption am i teaching don't be lost be found so the death of jesus was not a payment to somebody but the word redemption is used To identify value. The value of. What it took God. To free you from sin. Was himself. That means. You are so expensive. That when God. Wanted to free you from sin. The oil wells of Niger Delta. Could not pay. The diamonds of Congo could not pay. The gold of the Arabian Peninsula could not pay. The golds in Ghana could not pay. No natural mineral, no human resource could pay for you. So it took God himself to die. That's how expensive you are. Peter said, for as much as you know, that you are not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold but by the precious blood of Jesus as of a lamb without blemish in the book of Romans 4:25 he said who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification therefore being justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have access into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God Isaiah said surely he was wounded for our transgression bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him by his stripes we are so he died I leave. He went to hell. I go to heaven. He was rejected. I am accepted. He saw shame. I saw glory. He took my place. I take his place. If you are the one I'm talking to, wave your hand. Shout yes. That whosoever Believe in him shall not perish. But have ever lasting life say i have ever lasting life say i have life that is not temporal but eternal what is eternal what is eternal what is everlasting what is forever Titi lie, Titi Lila. Titi Lila. Saved forever. Why? He died once and for all. So I can be saved once and for all. I feel like I'm preaching now. If you're catching my flow, shout fire. He died once and for all. So I can be saved once and all. Somebody somebody was listening to me. He kept following my teaching. The thing was sweet in him. After some time he said, "Wait oh. Wait oh. Are you preaching once saved? Always saved?" <laughs> I said, "Did you hear me say it?" He said, "No, but from what you are saying, it looks like that is what you are trying to say." I said, "Are you enjoying it?" He said, "Yes." I said, "Keep enjoying it first." In the fullness of time. We shall talk about it. Glory to God. I say glory to God. So sit down. Let me begin to wrap up. Are you blessed tonight? Turn to your neighbor. Say neighbor. The language of the Bible. Is not English. Stop reading English. Into the Bible. So you see, that's why now you need Pastor Annie. Because now Pastor Annie's work is to take the language of the Bible and bring it to your today's understanding so that the Bible will come alive. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what Bible preaching is about. Bible preaching is about interpretation. So, beginning at Moses... In all the prophets. He expounded. Unto them. In all the scriptures. Question. Where is all the scriptures? Moses and the prophets. Where is Moses and the prophets? Genesis to Malachi. So when we say scripture. What are we talking about? Genesis to Malachi. So, Matthew is not scripture. Why? Because when Jesus was expounding in all the scripture, there was no Matthew. When Paul was telling Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, there was no Matthew. So, scripture. When you hear scripture, we are talking about Genesis to Malachi. That's why Jesus who said to the Jews in John chapter 5 verse 39, John chapter 5 verse 39, Jesus says to the Jews, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me what is the scripture again genesis to malachi so what is the message of genesis to malachi christ in luke 24:44 luke chapter 24 verse number 44 jesus said to them after resurrection these are the words Which I spake unto you while I was yet with you. That all things must be fulfilled. Help me finish the reading. Everybody want to go? Which were written where? In the law of Moses. Yes. And in the prophets. And in the Psalms concerning me. Next verse. Everybody very loud. Want to go? Then opened he... They are understanding that they might understand the scriptures. You know what that means? He opened, the word opened their understanding that they may understand. Understanding, understand. In English, it means the same. But in Bible language, understand. And understanding are not the same. What is understand in Bible language? It is the word dinogio. Dinogio. It means their mind for the first time opened. First time dinogio. Open he their understanding. Dinogio that they may tsunami, tsunami the scriptures. Tsunami means all the facts we are collected together. So when all the facts we have collected together, the disciples saw that the whole Genesis to Malachi was the message of Christ. Then they understood. So, the scriptures is Genesis to Malachi. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John are not New Testament. So I say, but in my Bible, they put New Testament. They, Matthew started. I have told you that page that divides old from new testament is not inspired of God so somebody say can you prove it yes Matthew 26 28 Matthew 26 28 let's read together everybody like a mass choir in this building want to go for this is my blood of The New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Question, when did the New Testament start? When the blood of Jesus was shed. And the blood was not shed in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Some say, Dr. Damina, you are not correct. In Matthew, he said, they hit him, blood came out. They smite him, blood came out. No, that's not shedding of blood. In English, that is shedding of blood. In Bible language, that is not shedding of blood. Don't you remember that they circumcised Jesus, blood came out? Eh? In the Garden of Gethsemane, when he cried, blood came out. On the way to the cross, when they were beating him, blood was dripping. That is not the shedding of blood. Why? That blood is not liquid. It's not liquid. In Bible, blood is not liquid. Blood is not red liquid. In Bible, in biology, Blood is liquid. In Bible, blood is not liquid. The two of them start with B.B. Bible, biology. They are not the same. After all, there's red blood cell, there's white blood cell. So what is blood in the Bible? Exodus says, For the blood of all flesh is the life. So in Bible blood is life so when jesus said this is the new testament in my blood what jesus is saying is this is the new testament in my life question which life the one before the cross or the one after the cross because there were two lives When Mary gave birth to Jesus, he came out alive. Not be so. He walked everywhere alive. Then he said, I mean the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave what? His only. Somebody say only. The word monogenes, Only. Unique. Spatial. But when he died, he lost that life. When Jesus died, he lost that life because that is the life he gave. But on the third day, he rose. He rose not The only. He rose as the first. He died the only. To rise the first. Are you following? He died the only begotten son. He rose the first. By that resurrection life. Pastor Annie, I will close in a few minutes. See, when Jesus walked on earth, he walked on earth as mortal. He couldn't appear and reappear. He had mortality. Because if he didn't have mortality, it means he was not a man. And if you can fault the humanity of Christ, our gospel is fraud. He was a complete man. He ate, he cried, he slept, he was tired. They killed him and he died, Die. He died, Die. He didn't die by faith. He me. by faith spirit, soul and body but I have news for you Jesus said I lay down my life and I will pick it up, on the third day he rose but watch, he didn't rise mortal he rose immortal because it was no more it was no more ordinary life it was now resurrection life So he could appear and disappear. He could enter a room without a window and a door. He could pass through people without tearing their body. Am I talking to somebody here? And when he rose from the dead, he said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Say, I have Christ. I have life. And the Bible says, if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelleth, come on, now, sir, dwelleth, come on, now, sir. Am I talking to somebody? If that spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelleth, hold on, hold on, visited, visited, dwelleth, what's the difference? Eh? What is visit? Come and go. What is dwell? Ayana, ayana, ayana. If that spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelleth, it, dwelleth it where in your mortal body, that same spirit shall. I feel like I'm preaching now. It shall, it shall quicken your mortal. body That's what brother Paul was saying. Mortality shall put on. Immortality. We shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the trump of the Lord. It is called resurrection. That power is on your inside right now. Somebody say I possess resurrection power. Say the very power That raised Christ from the dead. I am the custodian, I am the carrier of that power. I am a mobile power carrier. I am a mobile power carrier. Stand on your feet. Are you blessed tonight? Now, listen, he died. The only begotten he rose the first begotten. Let me close with a scripture. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. Let's read like a mass choir. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10. Everybody in this building that has strength in your body, I want us to read like a mass choir. One to go. For it became him. For whom? And by whom? Are all things in bringing some songs unto what? Unto what? To make the captain of what perfect how through suffering? Next verse. Aya, Want to go? For both he that sanctifieth, and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause. He is not ashamed to call them what? Where is the brother of Jesus in this building? The word brother means adolphus. You know what it means? When I call you my brother, it means we came from the same womb. That is what is in me is in you. the brother of Jesus it means what is inside Jesus is inside you you know what that is DNA if you and Jesus go for blood test now your DNA is the same Kabayada as he is so am I in heaven eh eh John 4 17. Put it up. Let's read it. First John. Chapter 4 verse 17. First John. Chapter 4 verse 17. First John. Chapter 4 verse 17. Let's read like a mass choir. First John. Chapter 4 verse 17. Want to go. That we may have when because so are we in heaven so are we when we die so are we when DNA somebody said but I am not feeling it it's not a feeling it's a knowing they that know their God they shall be glory glory Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice tonight. Nengo haya. Revelation knowledge grows big on your inside until nothing else matters. In the name of Jesus. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. Budings and yokes are destroyed. And I decree that you are built up, equipped, edified and Jesus is glorified. Great grace is upon you. In Jesus precious name and every believer says that amen on a note of final letter. go ahead, celebrate, give them a shout, give him a celebration. Amen. are you blessed tonight? Now listen to me. when you hear God's word, you honor God's word. See, we are not giving to God to get. We are not in a business. We are not transactional partners. God, I give you. Make sure you play your part. No, we are not business partners. We are in a relationship. Before you knew giving, God gave you everything. When you give now, you are not giving to get. You are given to honor what he has done. I'm teaching good? Am I teaching good? We give in honor. See, when you think about what it took Christ to do what he has done for you, there's no offering that is enough. We give our best. We give sacrificially. We give honorably. Please listen to this one. When you see Jesus, money loses value. You struggle with giving because you have not seen Christ. Jesus was on a donkey riding to Jerusalem. When people saw Jesus, they brought their gold, their earrings, Their jewelry, they dropped it on the floor. The revelation of Jesus defeats greed, stinginess. The revelation of Jesus produces generosity. You want to give and give. And even when you give your best, you are still not satisfied. The revelation. And what you are going to be hearing this week is the revelation of Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah. So tonight, I want you to give out of revelation. Let's give to this work. Let's give to this assignment. Let's give to this mandate. Sacrificially, joyfully, and generously. Can somebody shout, I hear you. Grab a good offering. If you are making a check, make it out in the name of this ministry. The bank accounts will be on the screen right now. And I'm going to pray. Then we will sing and celebrate. God punish the devil. We will sing and celebrate. The goodness of God. Glory to God. Pastor Annie, what time is our meeting tomorrow? 9 a.m. 9 a.m. will be very likuntu kalata. If you can interpret tongues, you know what I just said. Then tomorrow evening, tomorrow evening will be bulana Krataba, krataba. Go and bring all your friends and loved ones. Bring everybody. Any member of this church that is not here call him and tell him, if you miss any meeting, not tomorrow. Because if you miss tomorrow, you will regret for a long time. Did you hear what I just said? It's very important to, I'm not joking. Tomorrow morning, Kedogada. Tomorrow night, Bruna. Let <laughs> go Lift up your offerings everybody. Father, we give in faith, we give with joy, we give in honor of Christ. All that we are and all that we have belongs to you. So tonight, as we give with hearts of gratitude, we thank you that our offering is a sweet smell before you. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that, Amen, like thunder. Hey, right. Hit the music. Let's do it all over the place. Let's keep thunder. Standing here,
0: not knowing how we'll get through this test. Holding on to faith, you know that Nothing can catch you by surprise You got it, you're watching us now When it looks I see we can win Your rifles in your arms, step in Everything we need you supply, you got it in control, and now we know that you made
1: our way, when the box swells, when the box swells against the wall, and it looks like you it look see you're conceiving the you
0: discuss these issues because the essence of this conference is that we must understand the message and understand ministry so we don't want anything to just you know glide over your head so sit down and we will talk this matter again praise god ask questions and all of that you will never recover from this in another thousand years glory to god hallelujah all right now, tomorrow morning we'll actually start at eight. Praise God. And um Bishop Feb Idahosa is joining us in the morning session. Come on. Hey! Hallelujah. Amen. By by eight, eight flight would have touched down. I don't even think I can sleep tonight. (laughs) It's like the next one hour will be tomorrow morning. Man. So do whatever you have to do and just make sure that you are here by eight. Praise God. And I'm sure that if you're writing your notes, you have pages right now. Hallelujah. All right. So we start at eight tomorrow and um, we just have a blast praise God. Now, please you will remain standing and Dr. Abel and key leaders will move up to the office. Please you do not move until he's up at the office. So please I want us to just clap, shout, celebrate the word you have heard, the revelation that has come even as he goes to the office. Come on, keep clapping, keep shouting. Keep celebrating. Please, not everybody not everybody moves. Keep celebrating, keep celebrating, keep shouting. powerful amen I'm sure I'm sure that those of us from Frontline Church you are having a good time tonight <laughs> Oh hallelujah Praise God Alright we are going to shut down um, We're going to shut down right away But please um, Go to our Facebook page The Frontline Church This message is there. So you can settle down and re-listen, download and write. The Frontline Church, Church of God Mission, the Frontline Church. We have been live from the beginning of the service. Glory to God. So it's there. It will be there forever. So you go up there and listen. Make your comment. Let us know that you visited um, the page. From tomorrow, I I hear that the YouTube will be up and running come on give jesus a praise come on now hallelujah amen and if you go to if you go to our instagram page i'm sure you see a picture of yourself so the pictures are already there at instagram praise god hallelujah hallelujah amen tomorrow please we'll do better recognition of everyone Please, for our pastors, district presbyters, provincial bishop presbyters, it is important it is important that you come early. Um, with Bishop Feb coming, you know that many more bishops and pastors are going to be around. We are the host. And I don't want us lost in the crowd. Amen. And because I want to close early, I won't do the attendance. I will get it from the registration. So if your members came, make them register you don't have to tell me they came but they left they came is that we see their names on the attendance sheets do we understand that so please make sure that all your members register if you were worshiping god and you were lost in the spirit your wristwatch fell off you come with evidence or proof i don't know what 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 this other thing is looks like a ring this person must have been slain in the spirit or something all right so please if you misplace any of your jewelry, you come, uh, meet Pastor Israel, and um, you recover it from him. Any other, any other announcements All right, praise God, Hallelujah. The teacher.